If you're traveling through the desert, beware of drowning. Across the deserts of the world, more people have died from drowning due to flash floods than of actual thirst. Welcome to the Two Thirds Focused Podcast. I'm clearly not focused, but I'm Rasmus. I, I try to be focused, and I'm red. I am absolutely focused today, and I'm the nerd inventor, Jan. So I'm, I'm the odd one out, but that's, I guess that's how it goes. And and I'll I'll admit right away I've not done anything productive today. What? I I woke up late. I slept in. I ate a really long slow breakfast. I answered like five emails or something. And then I figured, oh, I'll take an early lunch, and I'll play some Valheim, and I'll listen to the Maker's Waffle with Billy. And then suddenly it was like five o'clock, and I needed to eat dinner. I have no idea what happened. Well, that's what I call a good day. Yeah, except I had a plan of being in the workshop and actually hitting things with a hammer and doing the work I'm supposed to be doing, preparing for the weekend's class and the market next week and all that. But to my defense, I ran out of welding wire mid-weld yesterday. And I'm waiting for welding wire to come in. Yeah. Did you at least order it? I ordered it yesterday, I, like, again, because Valheim is addictive and I listen to podcasts a lot. So I go into this zone where just the world doesn't exist outside of my computer screens. Uh, so I ordered the welding wire at half past one at night. <laughs> and I, I got the shipping notification today that it, it's on its way. So actually, it might be here tomorrow, which will be freaking cool. Nice. Uh, well, at least you, you ordered Express and not like the one it's like, well, if I order the one that is like slow delivery, I get like three more days of slacking. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. I didn't have a choice. Uh, shipping was, it, it, this is sort of the normal business shipping. So it it's not Express. It doesn't show up the next day. Uh, but normally within three days or something. Oh wow! Okay. So, which is which is like what good for Norway or regular or normal or I mean slow. Uh, when it comes to business and especially sort of in central-ish southern Norway, mm -hmm. everything tends to show up within three days. Okay. If it gets mailed before four o'clock or something, yeah. or get to the terminal before four o'clock, it's some nuances there that I'm not really sure about, but yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's my day. Talk about your week, Jan. No, I have a question about your day. Oh, okay. T tell tell me a little bit about the game you're playing because oh, it sounds Valheim. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Viking simulator. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> so, what, so so what you you just raiding land and no and... no that's the, that's the no? that's a really weird thing. So Valheim is a survival builder, survival simulator. Okay. But yeah, you, pretty much. Yeah, but you you are playing as a Viking who has died, and instead of going to Valhalla, he's been sent to Valheim to battle the some elder monsters beings boss kind of things and you basically show up butt naked on one that like one of the nine realms uh -huh. or, or the tenth realm i guess technically it is 
of Yggdrasil. So in the night sky, you can actually see Yggdrasil in the sky above you with the roots coming down. Yeah, it looks freaking amazing yeah. too. I mean, the, the graphics of this is comparative to the Game Boy Advance or something. Uh, but it's... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's really, stylized. It's stylized. Yeah. Heavily stylized. But, it's, but they made it look really beautiful. Uh, but you show up butt naked and you have to chop down trees with your bare hands until you can <laughs> stick a rock on the end of a stick and you can actually have something that pretends to be an axe. And then you can go... And then you can find flint, and you can make flint axes, and then you get metals, and you get all of that. Um, so you spend Sounds realistic. It's, it's not it's best <laughs> described. No, not really, because it's like m like mythic. Like um, I don't know if there's actually magic, but uh, you can say it's like a combination out of like stranded rust arc without the yeah, dinosaur dreaming. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it falls within there, but it feels like it has more stories. You actually get like little quests. You get like markers on your map, and you can play it really laid back and yeah. relaxed. I mean, okay, cool. uh, I think I'm. Well, before today, I was nearly sixty hours in to the game, and I mean, I played a little bit with Jamie Reader and uh, Duncan Little Hobby Shop and those madness kind of guys, a mm -hmm. tiny bit, and then I started playing with my mates here in Norway as, as well. But of course. Uh, they have proper jobs and don't always have time to play <laughs> or host the server that we are technically playing on. So sometimes I'm bored and I will just want to play or I know we need these resources. So, okay, I have my own server, my own just solo adventure. So I go on there and I gather all the things. And when we play again next time, I'm like, okay, so we were looking for all of these resources. Here's a hundred of them. Can we go kill the boss now? Nice. <laughs> but it, it's, I, I really like it. Um, but it's really addictive and it because it's so chill it's like you lose track of time really easily yeah so you should really try it but you shouldn't play it okay will do yeah. once i'm done with valhalla and yeah, and yeah. i was playing stranded deep uh mm -hmm. all summer and it was, it was really fun so basically you're alone on, on an island and you have to survive so you have to chop trees build a house uh, find water and fish and all that kind of stuff and explore a lot of different island that you have on the map and i managed to build uh some kind of helicopter so you can fly around and i found a big boat and on the boat there is a plane and if you fix the plane you can escape mm -hmm. and basically i guess finish the game and since I've done that, I don't want to play the game anymore. Yeah. For a weird reason. It was like nice to be just alone on your island with just the, the, the will to survive. And now that I know that I can just finish the game by actually taking a plane to go to the civilization, back to civilization, it's, it doesn't have the same appeal to me. So I, I don't know. That That's weird. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Valheim has five bosses and... Really, really slow progression, but it's also, I believe, still in like early alpha or alpha version or something. Mm -hmm. uh, which means that like the game that you're playing today is not going to be the same game as when it's released proper in okay. X number of years time. Uh, okay. And they had a re the first big update came out just a month ago, and at, at that stage, it's like, oh, if you'd already played the game and almost got or killed the last boss or something you mm -hmm. would probably get a whole lot of new experiences out of just restarting from the beginning okay uh which is also it's sort of good and bad but i was early enough uh, along that i was like okay i'll just keep playing at this but mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I like Valheim. Yeah, sounds cool. Jan, what are you playing? <laughs> exactly. It's like you guys have way too much time playing computer games. <laughs> I don't sleep much, though, so that's my excuse. I have to keep oh, busy okay. during, during my... And it's, that's a fine excuse. I mean, I should probably shut up. I probably put, like, within the last two or three weeks, I probably put another 60 hours into uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. So I should be quiet when it comes to that. But that, that was actually the first game in a long time that I've played and um, picked up again, like, after a long, long time not Did they playing it. fixed all the bugs and, and, and bad stuff? Uh, they fixed about... 75% of the bugs they added probably another 10% while doing so. Um, <laughs> okay. But it Good is job. actually playable and it is a lot of fun. Okay, cool. So it's not, I didn't find any game breaking okay. stuff anymore. Before that, I stopped basically because there were missions I could not finish mm -hmm. because they were glitching out so bad. So, yeah, that, that was that, like regarding computer games. No, but actually, I had an pretty good week um so far like at least the last few days were absolutely fantastic cool. uh i am well i wouldn't say i'm going back to school but i am taking classes as a i mean it's in preparation for a digital sales manager nice so it's kind of like from a university like a two-day course which is now and then um about uh digitalization in all uh, companies to go digital yeah and also um, there's going to be a second part with uh sales digital sales strategies in march of next year and i'm already looking forward to that but as of now i got like a huge book i still have to work through because there's gonna be tests <laughs> <laughs> nice and, and you're doing this but voluntarily I, I am doing this voluntarily i got it um actually paid by my company oh like, okay that it, helps it's, it's, yeah they they paid for it I am extremely thankful and it's the first time in many years that I'm actually doing like some classes to learn new stuff when it comes to work related stuff. How is it? How do you feel being back in a class and, and listening to someone all day long? You might be uh, able to hear it from my M's and like stuttering the whole time. My brain is basically fried, <laughs> but at the same time I feel absolutely rejuvenated like nice i um there's so much inspiration from it there's so much new stuff i learned yeah. that is not just applicable like to my work but also to like the hobby yeah uh it's really interesting and what i really liked about it is is relying heavily on marketing and i just now realized how much i love marketing while doing that And I didn't, and also I didn't realize that I was already doing a lot of marketing stuff at my company, which I thought which was just a normal part of sales, yeah. but is actually more categorized in the marketing division. So yeah, yeah. Lo looking forward to doing more of it. Um, I'm devouring the book and I can do it on work time, which is also nice. Well, between <laughs> like the calls and the customer visits whenever I have a few minutes, but uh, yeah really like it and uh i feel great that's good that's great i i just asked because it it can be very difficult to go back to school after so many years of working in, in a specific field and definitely then is. yeah definitely being is. seated for eight hours listening to someone for eight hours if you are not completely involved in the subject or the topic uh being able to focus again and and find it interesting 
uh, and beneficial in any kind of way, it, it can be very, very uh, long, a long day or long week uh, to, to be doing that. So yeah, yeah, that's great. That's good news. And it was also really compressed. Like this, this it's knowledge of a whole book. And I think it was a presentation with 180 pages. Wow. And also there were teamwork sessions in there where you actually, you learn stuff and literally 10 minutes later, you had to apply oh, the knowledge yeah, that's... you just read. You basically already had to use it. But this was helping to actually realize I'm, I'm something I learn a lot by doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through it and I grasped kind of the theory around it, but getting directly thrown in and then doing that for like 10, 15 minutes, uh, presenting it. They showed you what you did wrong, basically, or not really wrong, but like where you could improve on stuff. Mm -hmm. And that made me actually go out of the class at the end of the evening by, wow, I actually not just I learned something in the sense of I read something, but actually I learned something and I know how to apply it now. Yeah. That's great. And that, That's a really that big is one. a really good feeling. But it, it yeah. sounds like you're really fired up about this. Oh yeah. And and I'm guessing that makes it a lot easier to actually get back to school and or get back into like this really rigid learning environment. Yeah. The the courses were um Monday and Tuesday. So as we're recording, it was uh basically yesterday and the day before. So I was scared as hell going back. Especially when there's like somebody saying, oh, there's going to be a test in the end, <laughs> like a written exam. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I swore myself to never, never do that again. <laughs> but now I'm actually really excited. I don't even think about a test anymore. I just think about the stuff I can learn and what I can take from it. That's great. That's yeah. great. Having a workshop after, after or during the class is actually a really good way to um, help the the student to use the knowledge that they now now have, even if it's really fresh. Uh, using it um, at once is, is the best way to to make yes. it their own. Mm. So that that that's great teaching from from their part, and that that's I'm happy that that you feel good about that. That's great. Yeah, and it's very interesting because there were like even the people I was went there. There were people out of marketing. There were people out of sales. There were some that had like also the cross function between it. Uh, there were a lot of regional managers that already been managers for a long period of time. But the whole thing of like digitizing, um, basically reaching the customer in a better way, uh, using it's all about like using uh, social platforms like LinkedIn and other stuff. So uh, it was interesting seeing those people basically having less knowledge than um, somebody who is maybe well it, it sounds stupid but from, from a younger generation like from from a, a digital native so speaking that like grew up with all of that stuff but yeah. i feel like there's a lot of if you're just on social media and understand how that works there's a lot of those premises that automatically applies to marketing yes absolutely especially if you're like or in your cases you're like full-time youtubers and you're like playing the youtube game it's put it that way, where you're, I'm not talking about the algorithm or anything, but you are, with your videos, you are making a product and you're presenting it to a customer. In that case, it's just the viewer, but it's all that, that stuff of figuring out. So if you already, or just if you're doing YouTube as a hobby, of course, you're still working like on the quality of your videos, you're working about the audios, you learn some stuff about lighting. 
they were talking about podcasts at the seminar I went to. They were talking about making YouTube videos uh, for a company's perspective. And I was sitting in there and uh, the, the, the lady was basically in front, like teaching all of that stuff. And I was just like smirking at myself because it's like, yep, I know that. I also know that. <laughs> it was the first time I was just like, damn, my hobby is actually applicable to my real job. <laughs> That's a weird feeling. That was really nice. Yeah. yeah. But Red, what's you been up to? Uh, not much this week, uh, because of, in part of my, uh, ankle, um, it's, it's getting better, uh, your, less Your pain. ankle, not your uncle, right? Yeah. What yeah. did I say? Uncle? Uh, you uh, said something uncle. French in between. Okay. So my <laughs> ankle, uh, <laughs> is getting a little bit better so I can, uh, I still have the cast around the, the, the ankle and it's great to at the end of the day just remove it and feeling free again just like after mm. a long walk you take off your shoes um but yeah i, I had to rest a, a good part of the week so i played some video game uh, uh assassin's creed valhalla again and um i designed i almost done uh, designing the pattern for the cosplay i already mm. talked about which was a little bit trickier than i thought it would be because of the angle of all the laser straps that i have to cross at a precise point on your body so you have to Ooh. align that properly and find the nice the right angles and all that kind of stuff um and uh and oh no a good thing i managed to uh, get a deal with a company to get oh. a leather laser engraver so it's not the nice. big fancy one uh but i'm pretty happy with it it's a yeah. it's a <clears throat> it's not a toy it's it's like the in between like a like a cheap 3d printer but that would be a laser engraver which is for what i need and what i plan to do with it uh, perfect it's it's probably better than the 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 k40 chinese one i have where i almost like set my workshop on fire every single time i use it <laughs> I, I hope i hope it will be better than that because i really care about my workshop i don't want to burn it <laughs> to the ground uh but it's it's uh powerful enough uh, compared to the one that i've i've seen on aliexpress or the one i wanted to buy because i've been wanting to buy one for three years now uh, and I was like no I, I need to save money and buy a proper one a more powerful one to be able to do what I want to do um, so I, I bought one uh, no I didn't bought one uh, I didn't buy one damn it I didn't buy one I um, I was contacted by the company a few months ago the, the company wanted to send me a free 3d printer to uh, use it and, and and make stuff with it in my videos and I just answered that I had already two and I don't need a third one. So no, thank you. But if those they... are so yesterday, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but if they had a, a laser and graver, I could definitely use that. So the guy said, no, we don't have one at the moment, but I'm, I maybe um, contact you again in, in a few weeks or months and I was like yeah okay sure and you did uh, last wow, week cool. um, which was very surprising but very cool indeed 
that is huge for you because leather engraving with a laser works like a charm. Absolutely, that's that's the goal of the thing. Uh, yeah, I want to be able to engrave laser for my my projects, and and so that that's really cool. The the machine itself is is not big or super expensive. It's 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 money. It's like two hundred bucks. Um, but yeah, I, I I I will be saving two hundred bucks and getting the machine for free. And so. be happy about it. Like yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I most people dream about getting approached by a company and getting free. <laughs> yeah yeah sure sure no no I, i'm super happy with it yeah i have two questions yeah uh so yes i'm a sellout good and I, then i have <laughs> still two questions uh so the, the f first one being like how is the uh work area of this machine oh it's probably 20 by 30 centimeters something like that it's not that big but it's, does it have posture so you could have something that is infinitely long and push it through the machine? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so, because the machine is basically a tripod with an arm with the laser engraver uh, on the arm. So the, ah. it will move just like a 3D printer on two axes, um, but he has uh, three, three feet, so you basically would have to put the laser on a table, mm. then put the laser engraver uh, on to the on the leather yeah, okay, okay. and engrave the, the area you want to engrave. So there's no Z-axis? No Z-axis, I believe. Yeah. Okay. The, that one is just for the focus. Uh, but so you could actually just place it in the middle of one big hide. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's that's really handy because then uh, I'm, I'm just thinking through how you could use this in interesting ways, but does it have some kind of visual registration? So like, I don't know yet because I'm thinking that this is the kind of if it's like a tripod you just place on top of what you're working on, yeah. if it gives you like a lace like a laser sighted outline, yeah, you could literally just do what we used to do with the copying machine when you wanted to print out something really ridiculously big. Yeah, you can just line up the stitch lines and you can just move it around to hide and you can have really big things. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But but this is solely for engraving. Does the company potentially uh, have a laser cutter that would work well with leather that you could like work yourself up to getting if this deal works out? I think it might work yeah. um, because right, as far as I know, when you got the three axis one, it's going to be like one of those uh, diode lasers. Like it's not going to be a CO2, but um, one of those uh, electrode lasers probably. I have no idea. To, to be honest, okay. I, I I don't really know. I, I I was more focused on the terms of the contract with the company than on the machine itself. I just checked the specs at the beginning of the negotiation just to be sure that it was powerful enough to engrave uh, what I wanted to engrave. But I believe uh, for uh, uh, having been able to use laser engraver before, uh, it uh, I I don't know much about the laser itself, the diode or whatever it is, but. Um, depending on how you set the machine and the 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 strengths of the leather uh, the the um, how powerful you make the laser you can either engrave uh, and pretty deep or cut the la the the leather with the laser yeah i mean it's it's just a matter of uh the how strong the laser is and or the focus length of it yeah absolutely and red i already know your next three videos uh 
Wait, do you? Because I don't. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, of course. Be? Tell me. Uh, how, <laughs> how to do a DIY, a DIY tattoo with uh, leatherworking so equipment? Oh, damn, no. <laughs> the, next, the, the, next one, the next one is going to be how to remove tattoos with a CNC laser. <laughs> and the third one's probably going to be a vlog out of the ER. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. That's, that's an idea. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm how, how to treat blood poisoning and burns at the third degree or something like that. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the Russian guy that get, is getting a tattoo with the laser engraving machine? No, uh, he's a fucking idiot. Did it's someone been do done. that? I, 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 it's I, not going to be a tattoo guy. the way it's going to be a branding. Like, it's actually going to cook his meat underneath yeah, the yeah. skin. Like, this is just not... Yeah, that's plain yeah, stupid. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the guy was probably drunk when, when they decided to Ho- do that. At but... least hopefully a bit drunk. Yeah, I hope so because otherwise it would have been super painful. But the guy was kind of mm, that's okay. So it was weird. So no, uh, I'm... no, there were like urban legends going um, around over in the US um, between us um, service engineers uh-huh. when I was working on the laser cutting machines. Yeah, that some idiot tried to actually like use one of the Trump lasers to get a laser branding on his arm. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, well, supposedly um, he died. Uh, because it's like a gantry and we're talking about a multiple ton machine and um, yeah, that thing doesn't stop for a human. Yeah, that sounds so squishy. So it, dra- it dragged him over the machine bed and the machine beds are uh, covered in like pointy slats, like yeah. basically mm. cut stainless steel spikes. So mm-hmm. it basically took his arm and it dragged him over the whole machine. At least that's the story that people told him. Like, I wouldn't want to be there. No. no. That sounds you, like no, a mess. No. Yeah, yeah this, this is something where you basically just go through with like a power washer and remove the rest of the bits that are still stuck in there. Yeah. Okay, see, if you guys are making anything with any kind of machine, wear your PPE and stay away from lasers. Like, be careful. It, it doesn't joke. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm happy mine will be a very small one and very like safe machine. And, and don't do the whole Jimmy thing of trying to brush off the dust while the machine is running. No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Jimmy has to I'll, burn. I'll, no, I think I'll. he burned his sleeve or something. Yeah. Uh, because he was like, oh yeah, that it like things are accumulating on the machine. Let me just brush that off. And then he brushed his sleeve through the laser beam and was just smoking and cutting you, a bit off. You really have to say, with the wavelength of those lasers, usually, like, there's not much happening. Like, even if you get your hand underneath it, like, it will hurt, but it will mm. not seriously damage you in most cases. Um, with the K40 CO2 laser, I would mm-hmm. not want to put my hand in there because this yeah. is um, just because of the wavelength of the CO2. It's like, this, that, that can be really painful. Um, but get yourself... So, like, even if they ship some laser glasses or like normal safety glasses with that uh-huh. throw them out go on amazon go look for laser glasses for mm-hmm. the uh series one protection okay. um yeah. they're about like if you want some that are actually working and not just like some fake chinese sunglasses that write laser mm-hmm. protection on them get the yeah. ones that hover around like 30 bucks okay and look at the re- uh, reviews to make sure because yes. you need one that's that actually properly blocking that specific la- wavelength. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Will do. Will do. And they don't look like normal sportswear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine actually does look like sportswear, but it uh, is actually uh, classified for different. Like it goes through the whole spectrum. Okay. Good. Good to know. Good to know.
so yeah that's my week uh, pattern video games uh contract uh, so I'm, I'm waiting for the machine to be to be shipped and 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 yeah i can't wait do you, do you have any it. idea of when it will arrive uh hopefully before the end of the uh, the month because they want me to do the video uh in the two weeks following uh, me receiving the, the machine so the, i have a project in mind already um it's all design and and it's already but yeah the guy is supposed to send me an email to tell me oh it's been shipped so you should get it next week or the week after uh but it might show up like tomorrow without any kind of notice um so uh we'll see i i don't know that would be kind of cool yeah absolutely absolutely yeah looking forward to it yeah so today's topic Yes. Again, it's more more of a statement than that I just want to discuss than anything okay. else. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole concept of boredom is good for you. Yeah, everybody's excited. Everybody talking about it. The, the exciting new stuff is coming in, and it's like the excitement of getting bored. Oh. <laughs> I'm realizing it might not be a fitting topic today. Uh, no, that's not interesting. Do, what can you explain a little bit what you mean by yeah, the yeah. sort um, of this? Um, it's more, I, I guess, it moves on into the whole trend of mental headspace and having the time to just sit and noticing how you are. That's sort of the. I feel like that's the essence of it. Like if you are afraid of being bored, then you're never noticing how you're actually doing, how you're feeling. But it's not like that, that's, that's one like mental health part of it. But then it's also just a concept of if you are bored, you will start to look for solutions for not being bored. You will have, you will suddenly have the time to be creative and figure things out and do different things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've all heard of those um, challenges of, oh, you need to make something out of these things that doesn't look like they should be the thing you're supposed to make like the the scrap boat challenge that the narwhal labs has been doing where they basically hand some makers this pile of basically rubbish and junk and they say you need to make this float and it needs to look cool and you will be timed on how quickly you are through a, a water lap with it mm-hmm. uh, and with Zyla Foxley like she got giant inflatable rubber duck that someone had murdered with one of Jimmy DeResta's ice picks. (laughs) And she had to make that float again or use it as a mold for something that could float. And like she did some amazing work on that. But it's the challenge of, well, you have nothing better to do, but you should figure this thing out. I feel like I'm sort of explaining the whole concept without giving you a chance to speak. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, we're listening. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying to think about it. It's like um, about like being bored. When the last time was that I was actually bored? Yeah. That I mean, I, is... that, that that's also the thing that's that got the whole this whole thing kicking for me is that I I'm never bored anymore. Like I have been sitting waiting on the bus for half an hour, or I've actually been sitting waiting for the bus for an hour. And it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not bored doing it. 
No, like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, I, it's not like I can sit and be completely content for an hour and just not move, not blink, and just be there. I mean, that's madness. Uh, but it doesn't bother me because I have so many things in my head that I can think about and figure out that actually mm. having the downtime of sitting there and just being, I realized is really important to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Yep. No, I mean, I'm just asking because for me, waiting is the worst thing in in the whole world. I I don't mind getting bored in in in, in some way because I can use that time to motivate myself or to find an idea or to uh, plan ahead or that. So that's not really boredom, but that's the consequence of of getting bored. But waiting. Well, that's being impatient. That's something different. Yeah, that's that's who I am. I'm, I'm like that. I just can't. That's not. I I have to to stay busy. Not not always being moving or or, or talking or listening to some something, but I I need to keep my head busy and just being there waiting for something to happen because I'm I'm early at an appointment or because someone is late to say the appointment. Uh, that that's something really hard for me. I try to op um, optimize my time when I was uh, taking when I was commuting for one and a half hour every single morning and every single night, uh, working away from from the house. Um, I, I was always doing something. I was reading a book. I was listening to a podcast. I was watching a conference. I was I was learning something, but just being there waiting for a train or the bus to come just watching the birds i mean i did that a few days but not like every single day because i get bored very easily if i don't don't do something with my hands or my head so um i i i think that's that what it means for me getting bored it's good for me because i it pushed me towards doing something I mean, I, I couldn't sit in a, in a chair or in, uh, in a sofa for all afternoon just being happy to be doing nothing. I mean, I, I, I can't do that on the beach. Uh, it's, it's just nonsense to me, being frying on the sun, uh, waiting for something to happen. That is that, actually, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the same. I just remembered. This is actually the only times I got really bored and it's, and that's been years. Usually if, I get to a point where I have nothing to do or I have to wait on something, I can automatically switch off and go in my own little happy place world with all <laughs> of the like seven or eight different Jan characters in my head. No, but um, I, I start thinking about stuff. I progress stuff. Um, I, I plan new stuff. Um, I have enough hobbies or like regarding a project or um, I, I automatically switch into that. And I can do that for a couple of hours if I have to, like this to keep me busy. But it's actually true. If I am, I was on a vacation first when my wife and I started going on vacation um, and we went to, into an like all inclusive beach holiday just to get away, like into the sun. That was fine the first day. Yeah. By the end of the second day, I was basically running circles. The third day I took a notepad to the beach and started scribbling like on a notepad because and my, <laughs> the funny thing is just my wife is pretty much the same she can lay in the sun and like listen to music and like listen to an audiobook but 
she's not going to do that for three days. <laughs> yeah. So this is yeah. how we figured out that like club vacation is not for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've uh, never been able to understand those kind of people who, who can literally just be I at envy the beach and do nothing. I, I envy those people because they can just be there and exist. Oh yeah, like lay there and breathe. <laughs> I, I guess I'm saying I don't understand how people can exist like that. Yeah, I understand that they do. I understand that they enjoy it or are like capable of being multiple days at the be beach and not going insane. Yeah, but I, I don't think, understand how. how I always think they possible. must have built a beautiful world inside their head where they're absolutely comfortable to stay there for about two <laughs> weeks while the outside is getting fried in the sun. But I yeah. have, yeah, same here. No clue how they do it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if this is a common thing for uh, your nationalities, but in Norway, especially for different parts of Norway, there are people who would go to have they have like a caravan or a cabin in Sweden and they will only go and have the, all of their vacation at this cabin or at their cabin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that concept is so foreign to me. I do not understand why people want... I, I mean, I get the point of having a regular spot that you get back to every so often, like yeah. a family cabin. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But when that's the only vacation you have is that, no, no, Either I'm at home surfing at work or I'm escaping to this one specific place. And I only exist in do these two locations in the whole world. That's thing. That's the thing I don't understand at all. Yeah. I believe that's because uh, those people have um, given up on the idea of discovering something else, on, on being adventurous, and, and they just want to be quiet and, and calm and, yeah, yeah. and be left or, alone or in that just place. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid of it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I was dating a girl some years back who, she didn't say say it in, say it that clearly, but that's the way I understood it. Uh, and that she and her family that they basically only went to these this one vacation because all of them had various kinds of anxieties that were mm -hmm. not triggered when they were there, but everywhere oh, else. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh, like wow. no, no, we only function as human beings either at home or this vacation location. So, I mean, that makes sense. But then, I mean, aren't you sort of borderlining a mental illness at yeah. that point? Yeah. I, think, I mean, not to be completely judgmental, but that's that. it's just foreign to me. It's just such an alien concept. It can also um be related to some not not mental illness i i don't know how to say it i i don't put that correctly but and i can understand the, the 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 idea of being reassured to be in a familiar place because you know you're safe yeah because because of any kind of reason of, of a personal fear or, or or physical illness for example um um I have a really bad back, low back is, is killing me. So I know now that if there is some kind of plan with friends consisting on, on going camping and sleeping on the floor in the forest, 
yeah, that, that's not for me because uh, if I do that, the next day I, 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 my back will hurt me like bad and the following day I won't be able to, to walk anymore. So that, the, the kind of, it's not about being comfortable, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's about survival. I mean, yeah, yeah. so but that's, that that's kind a, of... That's a medical condition. And yeah. it's one specific thing. I mean, you still travel the world and you still experience, or used to travel the world at least, and yeah. meet people and go to events and yeah. all of that. So this thing is actually not holding you back. It's just setting a condition to say that if I'm traveling, I need a proper bed. I uh, no, I agree. I but but I I know I yeah I know that I also have the ability or the capacity to adapt to a situation and to manage a way to um, sleep in a bed uh, or um, I, I will pay for the hotel because I know that there is a bed at the hotel even if there's a festival or meeting uh, taking place in a field and everybody is camping yeah I will take a room in the nearest hotel I'll be there but I will adapt to the situation in, 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 in order to be able to, to be there and to um, yeah to attend this event and, and have my little adventure with mm. my friends and, and people uh, but I can I can understand that, that people are afraid to do that because they don't have the, the mental or the physical capacity to adapt and to change stuff or to just not when you say that for example if you two would tell me okay let's go camping tomorrow I would be yeah okay but no I, I would mm. have to not do it the way that you two would do it I will. I would have to bring a matlas or to book a room uh, close by just to be able to be with you. So I would have to change the terms of the deal. And for some people, that that's not good to do that or to dare to do that because it would ruin the mood of the event or or the meeting. And and you uh, you could be afraid to be judged by the other people, like the one that doesn't want to do the things the way the other guys do it. So you put yourself um, on the edge of the group in in a certain way. Yeah, but I mean, normally you would go with friends, and people and your friends will judge yeah. you no matter what. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to say a second. That makes it better. You're right. Does it? You're right. Does it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I now say, yeah, fuck you guys. I need a matlas to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's me and a matlas, or I I. Mm. won't come yeah, yeah no no but but yeah that, that i understand that kind of uh why people can be reassured to be always at the same place or going uh, always at the same place because it's an environment they know they are safe in and 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 yeah it's it's and not if they're happy with that that's that's cool and the, not the just safe. yeah we were thinking about also from like the boredom factor which yeah, sure. not necessarily like um applies to those people um, I, I just thought about it. There's actually like certain places I've been to multiple times. That's not a, a lot of them. Like Rasmus says, like once in a while, it's nice. Um, for example, um, Scotland is one of them. I love Sky. I went there two times. And this is yeah. one of the stuff where as, as soon as I drive over that bridge, being on the island, yeah. it like flips a switch in my head. And I am so relaxed. It usually takes me a week to like wind down from work and everything. If I go there, it just flips a switch and I'm on vacation. 
So maybe nice. a place like that where they go every single time, it doesn't yeah, put those yeah, people. That's a good point. I still couldn't imagine going back to like Isle of Sky every vacation because I would probably seen the whole city within like my third vacation there. I've already seen like most of the there is to see about that. So it would get boring for me and like I wouldn't enjoy it as much anymore. But being that being said, it's like the times I went there, it is like flipping a switch. So what's your definition, guys, to the like absolute boredom? What's what's the because the, the topic would be is uh, boredom is good for you, okay? So that you have to reach the state of boredom because before it becomes beneficial, right? Yeah. Well, um, if I were to define what boredom is to me, I would say it's the frustrated feeling of knowing you need to do things and not being able to do any of them. Okay. Or unable to do any of the things that you would like to do and frustrated about it. So to me, boredom is the frustration feeling of inactivity. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's the same for me. The, the, the definition of boredom is um, like that being, for example, being on the beach Having nothing to do, like, don't even have a paper, like, nothing you can get yourself busy in any way. You're just basically just sit there and you exist. Mm. And that for an extended time so, period. <laughs> for you, Jan, boredom is having nothing to do. Like, not being, uh, not being able to do anything. Like, not be, not like being able. Your hands are tight. Okay. You can think about stuff, but there's only so much stuff I want to think about or I can't think about. And then it gets to that point where it's like, did you, did you get the feeling like I want to do something now? Like, okay, that was enough. I had my time. I like I was able to think about it. I was able to plan some stuff. And now mm -hmm. there's nothing for me to do. Um, I Everything I wanted to go through in my head, I went through it. And now I would like to start doing something. Yeah. Okay. And if I can't do that, that's what I, my definition of boredom, like and frustrating boredom at that. And Russ, that's the same for you. So that's the yeah. frustration of having plans but not being able to do yeah. to, to actually do them, right? Yeah. How, so to me, it's, it's different. To me, no, but I, no, I get what you're saying. But yeah, it's, it would be probably a little bit different. So because to me, it sounds more like frustration and not boredom. Boredom would, to me, be um, the lack of plans and motivation and of to do anything like you have time you have your tools you have your computer you have whatever you 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 want to have and you are able to do something but you're just sitting there with no motivation no plan no will to do anything but you know that's not good because you're not enjoying it yeah mm -hmm. ah, i understand what you what you mean yeah I understand uh, the concept. I, I just don't <laughs> have it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've personally have always so many things going on, either in my mind or at home or with computers and all of that, that like uh, not having the motivation to do some, something doesn't really exist for me. It's just a matter of do I actually want to do the thing like that I feel like I should be doing? And often enough that answer is no I don't have the motivation to do the thing I know I should be doing but here are 10 other things that I can do that either will make me feel better in the moment 
or that will that that is less important but will help me in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same. So I I can't just sit here and 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 be there with my tools and and everything and don't have the motivation or any plan. I I have something in mind all the time. And and what I like actually what I lack actually is not the will to do stuff is the time to do the stuff yes. that I want to do. <laughs> so I'm always active when I'm even when I'm doing nothing. I'm I'm doing something in my head. And that's not bottom because you are still I'm still doing stuff. Yeah, even if I'm not creating, I'm mm. thinking or I'm remembering something. So it, I'm, I'm never bored and I just like time to do all the shits that I want to do. And if, even when I'm, and I'm multitasking, I'm playing video games with making patterns in my head. So when I'm done playing video games, I can apply, uh, not apply, but design what I, uh, the idea that I had uh, directly. And so I save time, but just being there with no motivation to do anything, that's something completely, that doesn't exist. To me, in my yeah, life. Yeah. I mean, that's completely strange to me. But then you have sort of the other side of the coin. One is, uh, like, for all of us, it seems like like we are almost unable to be bored because mm-hmm. there's almost some, always so many things going on, either physically or in our head. Mm-hmm. I would argue that boredom is something that goes away as you get older because then you take the downtime that you have not as boredom anymore, but yes. as a luxury. Yes, and that's sort of where I wanted to go to next is that being a... And this is where I started off from with the whole mental headspace thing mm-hmm. of moving from, yes, I'm sitting down. The goal is to try to feel boredom for just a couple of minutes. But in the process of getting there, I'm noticing all of these things about myself. Like how I'm feeling, how I actually felt in a moment in a conversation with someone how recent have meant the news have made me feel and then i'm working on that so i'm not getting to being bored actually but i'm solving all of these mental problems yeah. or so actual on, on problems road, with work on the road so, to getting bored <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, but i try to do this rather deliberately and i because i have so many things going on like i if I'm on my computer and I'm not doing anything that requires words or the language center of my brain, I got YouTube going on on the side. And I'm like, especially when it comes to like editing, not editing video, but editing pictures and all that. It's fantastic to have a podcast or uh, some uh, TED talk or something going on that is just delivering information to using a completely different part of my brain. I love that. But I also notice with myself that I am not able to actually form really well coherent thought with all of this input going on at the same time. And you feel good at the moment. This is always something else I realized is um, I love listening to podcasts and getting those bits of information and like learning new stuff on the side or watching YouTube videos. I know now that but basically two like two weeks, I can remember it for about a week. But a lot of the information that is good and it feels good at the moment because you get the feeling you're learning something new. But as fast as you learn it, it goes unless unless there's something striking about it and something you can like that is applicable to something. I usually lose that kind of knowledge. So so you don't take notes or 
right? Uh, yeah, you don't. Put it simply, you don't take notes from what you learn on from podcasts. Um, yes and no. Like usually, I'm driving when I listen to podcasts. Okay, so that's fair. no, yeah. I'm trying not to kill myself while doing so. <laughs> um, choice. The but the other part about it is is um, the there is stuff. If it's striking enough for me, or if it's interesting enough for me, I keep it till the evening, and sometimes I form new ideas with what I've heard, mm. and that is stuff I write down because I have my notepad with me for like, especially in the the hobby space for projects. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit, it's like I'm listening podcasts to get myself distracted from work. So I, since now, or at least I thought, till now, I did not have a lot of stuff that is, like. Intertwined with my work, like I keep my hobby separate from my work, and this is why I said it's like I feel so rejuvenated after that class I had with the marketing aspect because that was where my job and my hobby hit, but in a really positive way. Mm. Because everything else, I always keep try to keep them separated. As soon as I feel like I need to do something with my projects, I, I there's a good chance I'm not gonna do them because I feel pressured and I don't want it because it's a hobby but it was different this time for some reason it just really made me happy that the stuff I learned was applicable for both sides so maybe I will start actually listening to podcasts that <laughs> will also cover my jobs or my job and my hobbies I mean it's it's important to try to keep the balance at least I think it's important to keep the balance between what is fun and what is work. Mm -hmm. I don't mean, I don't think you should distinguish very harshly between them, but I think it's important to notice that this is a work thing and this is a fun thing. And these are the things that are in between so that when push comes to shove and you want to cut something or you need to cut something, it's very easy to just say, no, let me keep all the fun things and let me push the work things to the side or yeah. vice versa, exactly. depending on yeah. the demands. Exactly, depending on, strictly on the demand, yeah. Mm. Because and I, I think separation is really important when it comes to that. That can be like a whole other topic, but this is something I strongly believe in. For example, if you make your hobby your job, you need a new hobby. Yeah, but uh, I, I have a thought on that. And like, I don't have a work-life balance. I have just... Says the one that has been... Playing Valhalla all day. <laughs> exactly. I don't have it. Uh, no, but it's it's. Uh, I think I mentioned it once before. It's it's not about keeping my work life and my hobby life separate. It's about keeping the balance between what is fun to do, what I enjoy doing, and what are the things I don't like to do but keeps me able exactly. to do the fun things. So it's. So for me, I can't call it a work-life balance. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. It's I don't a hate my job. Big puddle of things. Yeah, I, I don't hate my job. I love my job. Like I, I like doing what I'm doing, mm. but I need something this is that is separated yes. from my work. To so I, I'm, I'm talking all day to people. Um, I'm I have well technical stuff I need to solve with the customer. I have um, basically well, how do you say it? Like everything that goes with sales. I drive, I travel a lot, um, I visit customers, I uh, listen to their problems, what they're having, solving technical issues with their machines. Also on the sale, I also have to do that on the sales side, of course, with the uh, purchasing department. 
and this and I don't do anything with my hands. This is why I love being in the workshop and just like at the end getting out of the workshop in the evening and just have something that I created there because I can touch it, I can feel it, and I've done it. This is yeah. my kind of separation. Yeah, so yeah. this is why I think it's like if you're doing something, um, it doesn't mean that you're like having something that is fun and something that's not fun, but it's just something separate, something that is strictly like this is my hobby and this is my work. Or maybe if I can rephrase it, this is only for pleasure and this is for productivity. No? Mm, it, not sure if no, I would okay. separate it that well, way. Maybe that's only for me. Because you can also fix stuff around your house, which is not necessarily pleasure, but you are capable yeah, of doing it. But because I do it for myself, I will enjoy it more than if I were to do it for someone else. Oh, true. You always have the pride in it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the pride. I mean, I, I don't do wood things. <laughs> <laughs> so, question. If boredom is good to you or to us, why don't we enjoy getting bored more often? Nirvana. The like the tranquil, not 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 the, not the Seattle grunge band, but yeah. the tranquil place. Yeah. Um, I would argue that, for me at least, like I'm not chasing boredom, but stopping and trying to look for it, is beneficial to me. Not reaching it is not the goal. Just looking for it because I know I will never actually get there. But in the effort of trying to get there, I will discover and solve all of these other things. So for you, trying to get to boredom is like, for me, being put in a situation where I would get bored very easily and give you motivation and creativity and, and thoughts uh, yeah. to chew on I'm, for the future. I mean, right? I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be bored. Yeah. My mind is wired to avoid boredom. Yeah. If I put myself in a situation where I'm about to get bored, my mind will make <coughs> up things or work on things to not actually be bored. Ha, ha, quick question: How how long does it take you when you are re trying to reach this state of boredom to escape from it because you have gained what you wanted to gain? Oh, so to get out of it again? Yeah. Uh, instantly, almost. I mean, I I, I think I, th I think I'm looking at it a completely different way than you are. If if, I mean, I have been watching YouTube videos and I've been playing at things on the computer and I finish a task and I pause the YouTube video and I go, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm. It will take me, I will like, I will lean back and I will close my eyes for a second and it might take me as long as 30 seconds to figure out, okay, this is the next thing I should spend my time on. Okay. And so from there on, I mean, like it takes me 30 seconds to almost get bored and then sort of not be bored and have a goal again quick mind is it you're, you're working fast inside i yeah. i don't know or i have a mental illness of sorts no I don't no know. no it, uh, it, it, and, and, <laughs> no, i'm not, I'm not saying that. that in a bad way no, at all no, no, it's, I don't it's, think so. yeah it's it's i know I'm, I'm i'm joking um yeah i mean i shouldn't be joking about mental illness because it's a serious thing no but you're but joking I'm, about I yourself so that, that's okay yeah. you you can have yeah, and self uh yeah whatever it uh, is so, so you yourself and yeah <laughs> but th does that answer it for you 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm okay with your answer. I, I, yeah. I like it. I can now picture it like probably the way you works and and you uh, way you yeah. work and and how you um, head work in in that case. What about you, Jan? I, uh, how how do you do that? Mm -hmm. Two things. Uh, two, the same as Rasmus. For me, something important is not something that is desirable for me. Like I, I don't like being bored. I was when I was younger as a child because I could not keep myself busy. That's why I said it's like if, as you get older, it gets more mm -hmm. like a luxury. And this is yeah, kind of a, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. Yeah, because I could not for oh my God, it, it was killing me. Like I always needed external input. I could not keep myself busy. I was none one that said, well, I'm going to go outside and I'm just going to like kick the ball around a little bit. Like I was never that person. I constantly needed someone to, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And it got better over the years to an extent where I have so many things to do. Like you said, Rasmus, if you're done with something, you like lay back and you just, it's the same with me. I basically, I close my eyes and it's not that I, oh, what should I do next? It's like, what should I do next from a list of mm -hmm. 200 mm -hmm. things? That are stacked yeah, up. Yeah. So if it actually happens, like it's nothing, I don't desire boredom. But if it's something that happens, like once in a while, where I'm like completely, my, my hands are tied, there's nothing I can do, and the boredom sets in, it's somewhat like a luxury because I don't have it that often anymore. And it actually means that, like, either there's nothing I can do at the moment, which is, can be really relieving, or I actually have everything done I wanted to do. That would be the second one of mm. them. So like I either can't or I'm already done with everything mm. I wanted to do, which the second one probably is never going to happen. It's usually that my hands are tight and I can't do something at the moment. I still try to get as fast out of it as possible, but it's kind of like a surprise when it actually happens. It's like, oh, wow. Sort of, I think I'm going on from there a little bit. Uh, I also realized that The, maybe the closest I am to being bored is when I make a conscious effort to slow all the fuck down. <laughs> And not like in like I'm hand filing something or hand sending something. Or the like the one time a year I take all of my old Warhammer figurines out and I start painting them. And I, I don't even I don't even watch YouTube videos. I just listen mm. to music or have some background sounds going on. I'm not bored. I'm not bored at all, but I'm slowing down absolutely yeah. as much as possible. Or just going on a hike somewhere. Like like when uh like a month ago when I did with my uh, my mom, stepdad and my br brother and like n no podcast, no audiobooks, just walking in the mountains and of course being tired as fuck because I carried too much and was fucking steep. But that's beside the point. Uh, but uh, sort of also finding those moments where you are actually able to slow down all the way, at least as far as you can and still be comfortable being there and just noticing. That, that has nothing to do with me with boredom. I love going no? hiking. Um, I yeah. started doing it during Corona, like just being out in the nature and I, there's nothing where I get bored about. I no, 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 stare I mean, at that's, my, that's, like, that's what I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not bored. Yeah. But I, that's the moment where I'm getting, the, that's that's when I move the slowest, and I think I might be the closest to being bored, but still really enjoying myself. 
Does that make sense? It does to me. Somewhat. I, I see it a little bit different. But for me, it's, it's, um, boredom is not that something that is uh, something to do with slowing down. Because I said, like, usually I get bored is when I can't do something. When I'm basically, my hands are tied, I don't have the tools to do something I want to do. And um, I realize, basically, oh, I have to wait now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best example, I'm trying to think of a good example, but basically you're, you're getting to a dead end or there's something just, you can't do anything. Let's say you were sick, you have to rest. You In your case, you have problems with your ankle, so you can't go out to blacksmithing. So basically the doctor tells you, it's like, no, you're going to stay in bed and you're going to do nothing. Then you are there and you have a blackout. There's no TV, no internet, nothing. And you're laying mm. there and there's nothing you can do about it because your foot is in a cast. You can't get up. You can't just like go around the house. You're just laying there with nothing to do. Like there's nothing in that moment what you can do. And that's that would be something where I would realize, wow, now I'm getting bored. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. That's why I get I I, I always keep books uh, yeah yeah next to my bed. So if that happens, I still can read stuff. No, but some things struck me when you were talking, uh, Jan, because um, you said when you were a kid, you need uh, external motivation to do stuff. You need stimulation from other people. To... I did nothing by myself. Yeah, I was yeah. easy. Like I was really fast. Um, how do you say it? Uh, I was easily hyped for stuff. Mm -hmm. But as fast as I was hyped about it, I would mm. not like forget about it, be bored by it. Okay. Because I was the total opposite as a kid. I was like uh, yeah. super happy to be alone and and also super happy to be with friends and, and play with other kids. But I would never get bored unless I, I, I wouldn't have the freedom to do something. Like my parents would say, no, today you can't go out because it's raining or you can't go out because someone is visiting us. So you have to stay in the house. And even though I had the TV, the radio, the video games, I, w I was bored as fuck because I, I couldn't do what I wanted to do at the moment, which was going in the forest and have adventure and climb on trees and, and ride my bike or stuff like that. So so maybe, maybe actually boredom is being hyper-focused on all the things you cannot do. Yeah, probably. And, and, and that's where I... Hey, it took us an hour. We finally got there. <laughs> That's why I, I joined you about about the, the frustration. Boredom yeah. is to me uh, an absolute frustration. Yeah. So so uh, no, nothing desirable. But it but it can be good because it's it's always a big motivation for me. When I get bored, I will kick my own ass and say, "No, do something." You have a, a, a long list to, of project or task to do today or this week so if you're getting bored if you can't do this you can still do that but as, I, as you guys know i don't sleep much because i have insomnia half of the year so when everybody's sleeping and i can't do any noise so i can't be productive i can't be in the shop or i can be forging or i can be uh, punching old into leather or do whatever I, uh, I i need to do for making stuff all I can do to be as quiet as I, I can be is to watch movies or TV show. And and that's why I watch so many. Be or put on your Batman cape and fight crime. Okay, if I do that, it won't be Batman. At least it would be, no, <laughs> Spider-Man with instead? my baggy... What? Ratman instead? Ratatouille or Rat something? <laughs> 
<laughs> ratatouille is French. I mean, ratatouille is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I like that. Na, na, I like na, na, that. Na, 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 French man. <laughs> <laughs> With the Superman pose. Except, yes, except he's holding a baguette. Oh yeah, well, we have one. We have a superhero, the French superhero, which which is called uh, which is called Super du, uh, Super Dupont. You don't know about that guy? No. He has the beret. No. He has the white uh, wife beater shirt. Oh, yeah. uh, with the French the scarf. White stripes. Uh, yeah, and the baguette, and and he's, uh, and and a mustache, and he's flying. It's from a from an old comic, uh, and it's absolutely glorious. I mean, and he, he arrives at your home when you want to put ice cubes in your uh, French wine. Very good, for, and he beats the hell out of you because you're. It's it's, it's, it's not something that you do. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. I will, oh. I will send you a link if I find it on the web. Put it up in the Instagram account if you can. Yeah, sure. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Yes, I'll find something and I will share with everyone. That's at two thirds focused on Instagram. Mm? Mm? See, yeah. I'm, I'm being, yep, I'm being yep, good yep. about this now. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Do we even have anything up like posts? Only the logo so far, I believe. Yeah, only the logo and uh, uh, the, the the same new logo every episode. <laughs> it's like the the, the <laughs> Facebook account where you have uh, uh, the same picture of Jeff Goldblum every single day. That's the same principle. You have the same logo, <laughs> same logo of the show every single week. No, we'll put more more stuff and different stuff and and, and we'll, we'll, we'll try. Yeah, yeah. We'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just yeah. at the beginning of this whole adventure, so we are learning. Yeah. I th- did we did we almost agree on something? Should we end the oh, yeah. conversation I, there? Yes, yes. Before the, the before we approach yeah. waffle levels of podcast time. No, before people get <laughs> bored, this bored ah, listening to us. Ah, that's mm. a good one. So, I, so what's I, been... I know Jan, Jan was about to say it, I believe. So, no? I'm not good. Okay. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I, 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 we need to call out Steve on all of this, that when you pay attention, or you pay, uh, see, I'm doing the Steve thing already. If you call, call attention to the fact that you're doing a segue, you're not doing a good segue. <laughs> that is true. So no segue. Yeah. No, no. I just want to ask you what have been catching your focus this week. Jan? Uh, talking about boredom a little bit. Well, it wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't call it boredom. Uh, I realized that I have not been reading books for a very, very long time. So I went over to the, our little, uh, how do you call it, like small bookshelf. And that is sarcastic because my wife usually, she, I think she, on a basic, reads about like probably two books a week. Oh. So we have like a huge library on everything, fantasy, sci-fi, and anything in between. And uh, I picked up one of my favorite books again, which is Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Yes. And that's what my focus is on. And I only strictly do that because I want to talk, like everyone who hasn't read um, read it should read it. And after they are done with the second book, they are allowed to hate me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if they get pissed, like after a month or two, 
then they can rest assured that um, I've been going through what they're going through in that moment for the last probably fast six years. Yeah, it's been Wait, a while. Is that because there is a third one that's not out yet? Yep. Or, yeah? Okay. Oh, don't spoil all the fun for the people <laughs> that don't know it, yeah? <laughs> yes, okay. then, and then you can experience boredom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you actually want no, to sell the book a little bit? Yes, definitely. Um, so, Patrick Rothfuss uh, has... Basically, I think he didn't release anything before that. It was a pretty new author. And the first book was released, I believe, like eight or nine years ago. You, Maybe already ten years. Uh, ten years, because there was the ten years anniversary of the book. Last year. Uh, 2007. It came out. Name of the Wind. Oh, wow. Okay. That that far already. Yeah, we, we're all waiting on the third book. Like, he's worse than um, Martin. No, not yet. Jero but he's, he's, he's right. They're right. Oh, he's, but he's working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, going to the book is basically, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the story because it's really easy to Google that up, like the like, compendium about it. I'm just going to say its writing style was, it, I picked up the book probably three times and read maybe the first or second page of the book mm -hmm. and then put it away again because I was busy at the time. The third time I went like on page four of the book and I... It was the next day my alarm clock went off when I put the book aside because I had to go to work. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't have that since basically the Lord of the Rings novels. Uh, it was, it is so well written. Like it is incredibly, it's scary how well written that book is. Um, you are, the second you read it, you are like diving head into the book and you are in that world and you're living through everything. It is that good. It is the perfect balance of leaving enough to your imagination and keeping the story alive and painting a picture. Good. Just fantastic. Just like that, that book needs Can to be Can I read. add on a little bit there? So the main character yep. has a background of uh, coming from a traveling theater and performing on stage and being very oriented within musical theories and how to construct things. So the main character will often find himself speaking in, I think he will say speaking in prose when it comes to English. So yeah. his natural way of speaking is almost poetic in a natural sense. So Patrick Rutfuss has to have a character that speaks natural almost in poetry or almost in limericks. Wow. All, not all the time, but it's really, really well done. And... Yeah, it is not call attention to, but if you notice it, it's magical. Yeah, and when you read the first one, and like if you think the first one is great, wait till you start reading the second one. Yeah, that's the wise man's fear. Wise man's fear, yeah, and the third one that's gonna come out at one point if it ever comes out. I think it's running as Door of Stones. I actually don't know, but I still have the thingy here, so I can have a look on the Google things I think no that didn't work I, br I broke Google sorry uh, it was you no yeah so, <laughs> no no not Facebook just Google Thank okay <laughs> so my focus has been on that book also the author I'm just gonna 
continue to finish <coughs> that up so or else I can talk like an hour about it. Uh, Patrick Ruffers is a great guy. He also does, uh, he's part of World Builder, it's called. And they are doing, um, what do you call it? It's basically like a raffle. They have the World Builder store where they collect money for um, humanistic projects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you can buy, like, hand-signed books there, and um, all of the money goes into... I'm not even sure what they supported the last time. Uh, but it's A lot all, of charity like, things, and he's also yeah. doing a lot of D&D streaming things, and, I mean, he's a really True. entertaining yeah, yeah. fellow oh, to he's follow. A nerd. Uh, and, yeah, yes. the, the third book in the King Killer Chronicles is going to be called The Doors of Stone. The Doors of Stone, mm. exactly. And you know what? Talking about the guy, he has a beard that puts Jamie's to shame. Oh, yeah. Patrick Rothfuss is a majestic looking fella. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what my focus has been on. It's been fun. Um, I usually don't read books multiple times. Uh, I think this time, this one is the one I picked up the third time now to read. And I'm enjoying every single page again. So I'm not skipping through it. I am really reading page after page. Cool, cool, cool. Red, what's, what's been your focus? Um, just before I tell you what my focus uh, is, I just want to put out there that I'm at page 25 of Lord of the Rings. For the first ah. time? And I've been for the past 17 years. That's the so. wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. I I've never been able to pass the page 25. It's it it's just not for me. The, I I I love the movies, but it's been really painful to just did, read that Did book. you try reading The Hobbit? No. Yeah, but uh same thing. Okay. Uh, that, okay. The, the 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 style of of Tolkien uh, is oh, just uh, then, then the follow up question of course is in French or in English? Uh, I've, I've tried in French. Uh, I should probably try it in English. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, in, it's French, completely but... fair that the way of his writing does not uh, jibe with you because mm -hmm. he is writing in a very maybe old-timey form of English. Like it's, it's modern English, but it's really strictly old form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At least it feels that to me. Uh, John Harvey will yeah. probably call me out on some things here. Uh mm -hmm. So, by all means, his way of writing might not actually be something you would like. But the same with Patrick Rothfuss. Because of that uh, prose nature of the main character, yeah. I couldn't stand the book in Norwegian. The translation, okay. I felt I could, like, it was a kind of translation where I would read the Norwegian words and I knew that there were better words he could translate the words into because my mind immediately went to the original English. Yeah, and I was like, no, like this sentence would be better yeah. if he had used this. Bad translator, bad translator, yeah. bad translator. I, mean, I was reading the book and I was going, no, no, use this synonym instead of the one you used because that would make the sentence flow better for what he's trying to do. Yeah, which made that's that like I've done that a couple of times where my brothers would give me books in Norwegian, and I would get maybe ten pages in, maybe a couple of chapters in. And I was like, I get the story is good. But I want to read it in English because the Norwegian translation of it doesn't hold up for me. Yeah, I get yeah. it, and it, that's very dis, dis, 
disturbing when you know that uh, another world would be better because and, yeah. and it takes you out of the story completely. And, and that might be yeah. the same thing you encountered with Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, and, and honestly, though, you might have much as much, just as much fun going back and listening to the original BBC audio drama. Yeah, I, I, I might try that. Yeah, actually. Uh, which, funnily enough, the character who played Bilbo in the movies is the character who has the voice of Frodo. Oh. And I think all of those kind of connections is really okay. fun. Okay, nice. So my focus has been okay, yes, on. Sorry. <laughs> so no, no, my, my uh, two things actually. Page seventeen. Um, <laughs> talking about books, uh, I uh, I found again a book that I really liked uh, when I read it a few years ago, and I was like, oh, I should read it again. So yeah, same thing. Um, it's a book from Umberto Eco, and it's called The Island of the Day Before which is an absolutely fantastic book. Um, and the author is a pure genius. So he's unfortunately dead now. So the the number of books that he has published uh, in his whole life is now limited. Uh, a few um, stories and a, few very, oh. and a few other very academic books. So that's the kind of book you you start reading when you are really highly motivated because it's um, usually over 600 pages and if you don't pass the first uh, the first uh, 100 pages you won't understand the story has not begun yet so you have to pass the first 100 pages but wonderful book wonderful story super well uh, written and that's my first one my second one is a maker on YouTube is actually um, a sword maker called i hope i i say it right uh frierk wieringa probably i don't know or frierk wieringa i don't know oh, po post it write it in chat and i can <laughs> i'm gonna share uh share a link oh yeah that's not german frierk no, wieringa I... I would guess but say that again yeah, Yeah, something like that. Wieringer. I mean, it, it could be F Flemish, Dutch, or something. I I don't know where the guy is from, but he's a blacksmith, sword maker, knife maker, absolutely wonderful. And this video, this particular video, is a little bit different than what it usually does. So if you on YouTube, I've seen a guy making the two swords of the Witcher. Uh, that's probably him because that's oh. the best version that has ever been made uh, nice. on YouTube, uh, yeah. at least from my point of view. But um, four days ago, a few days ago, here is the video uh, called Refurbishing uh, a Sword for a Museum Exhibition. So he's not making the sword, he's just uh, restoring it. And and it's it's great to see. Uh, the videography is very simple, so no music, no, just the sound of the workshop and, and, and pretty simple fixed camera. Uh, but very interesting to see all the process of this uh, restoration of an old sword and what he's doing with it. And he's a great uh, maker, sword maker, knife maker. So yeah, I will put the link. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to pronounce his name correctly I, I i i bet so we'll put um the links in the notes and that's it for me very cool i will absolutely have to check nice. him out 
what about you, Erasmus? So my focus this week uh, is Lindy Beige. And he recently did a video about medieval tennis. Oh. Which... Le jeu de pomme? Probably. It has uh, what it was called in France. Le jeu yeah. de pomme. The pomme game. Yes, yes, probably. Uh, and that, that sort of comes in because it's almost in the middle of the his the first part of the video is him talking about the history of proper tennis as he calls it not lawn tennis as is the modern thing uh, and how it sort of comes from bouncing a ball off the walls of a cathedral and how all of the different oh, no well ish <laughs> I, I, I didn't fully understand the game yet uh, because i couldn't get the last bit of the video before we started now but uh, so basically the court the tennis court has all of these weird architectural bits in it that clearly looks like the outside of a cathedral or a big gothic church oh that is funny yeah and that, but then he goes oh. I, I will never be able to unsee that again <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's great isn't it uh, but you have a link uh, yes or Please? I have it on my older computer and I'll stitch it in afterwards uh, okay so it's a little bit basically like squash where you have like instead of the um net no you know you, you have you have, a, you have a net in between the two up. players but then you get okay. most of the points by uh having a double bounce in the hazard zone which is further away or if yeah then that's out of the wall right no, with no, doors so, on the side yes 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 i've seen that that's yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. to see people playing that that stuff yeah I, I haven't gotten to the actual playing of it yet sadly because we are recording a podcast and you interrupted my viewing of this but the thing that really cracked me up in the middle of this is he starts to tell uh, this story and he is like really animated and he's done some acting and some uh, live and role playing and all that so he's doing this like one man monologue from the young Henry V, I think it was. I could be completely wrong. Like, one of the English kings, which one of the French sent him a gift, like a tennis gift as an insult. And he absolutely like rap battle slams the other guy with tennis puns, which leads up to one of the English French wars ending in the Battle of Agincourt. Oh. <laughs> Where the, where the English just absolutely decimated the French. And as soon as I understood that, he, because he, he, he was delivering it in such a way that, oh, this is a big historical thing that I'd never heard about. And then he ends up, and then he sort of finished the monologue from the letter that we have. And then he just goes, and this led to this thing, this thing, and the Battle of Agincourt. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the Battle of Agincourt was started because of someone insulting someone over tennis yeah um, apparently yeah yeah that's that's nice um, that's good to know so yeah and lindy badge i mean he is an amazing human being should have played golf uh, may maybe <laughs> <laughs> but lindy badge is one of these human beings who has an immensely deep knowledge about a lot of historical things so his whole channel is basically him either being at interesting places or in his living room talking about really interesting things. And okay, he's cool. just delivering these... Yeah, I cannot wait to yeah, watch he's that. just delivering monologues. But he is so fantastically 
fantastically good. Sorry. Uh, so fantastically good at delivering these lines and keeping it interesting and encouraging uh, and giving you these points of history that you never thought about. He has one just about coinage in old Britain that's really fascinating. And he travels off to Latin America and stands on top of one of the, it might have been Chichen Itza, one of the grand pyramids down there. And it talks about all of these things. Uh, so like if you are a big history nerd, he is someone to check out. And he also does things about Hema and he is a swing dancer. So of course I love him. Good. Perfect. We'll put all, all the links in the, yes, in the notes. Yes, absolutely. So any last little bit of things? Nope. Nope. I think it's all being said. Oh, yeah. No, too late. First, first guest <laughs> next week. Oh, should we tease it? Mm, just, just did. But okay. We're fair. not. We're not gonna say who it is. No. But okay. First guest. Yeah. Next week. Cool. 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 Hopefully. I mean, Hopefully. I mean, we if all it doesn't know, forget. <laughs> we all know who it is. <laughs> and if you're from the future and see what episode is next. Hopefully you will laugh about this joke. Uh, <laughs> if not, who knows? Um, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a pleasure as always. And where can they find us? So you can find the podcast at two thirds focused on all of the social media things. We have a Facebook page, Instagram and a Patreon thing. Did we? And yep. if you want to reach us, you can all email, email us collectively at two thirds focused two-thirds-focused at gmail.com. Yeah. Spell it out because Gmail doesn't like slashes in the middle of their names. I think you need to spell all of it out and not use numbers to find us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is correct. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin on all of the social thingies, as well as lewinsmea.no if you speak one of the Viking thangs. You can find Red at Redsmith everywhere. Yeah. And Jan as the nerd in winter. Exactly. Wonderful. Hey, we're almost professional. Yeah. Well yeah. Getting the hang of it. Now we just need to, I don't know, like talk a bit more for the next <laughs> Just like ruin everything. <laughs> just, or or, or Red will just fade us out and it will be a weird uh, ending to it. No, we're going we're gonna to uh, just finish it like this. Like, bye. Yeah, just a hard cut. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. That was a long one, though.